Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Believe in Commanders. I'm trying to smile because it was not a fun weekend for the Commanders, a tough one as they get their doors beat off by the Eagles. We'll get into all that and we'll we'll kind of focus on some of the positives if there were any. But Triple A, Anthony Armstrong joining me, Brian Murphy. Triple A, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing okay. You got to understand, 24-hour rule is in effect. Okay, 24-hour rule is in effect. You, you lick your wound, you look at the tape. You find a way to get better, um, you know, and then that is it. So that that's how you got to treat these things, man. Don't let it beat you up too much. Okay, that's right. There's another well, game coming up. Well, in all, uh, to to be honest, it's three p.m. on Monday, so about twenty four hours ago, I think what the Washington Commanders finally scored a safety. So that's a positive. There so you about go. this time, twenty four hours, they scored. So we'll stick with that. Uh, we'll break all that down. Um, we're not going to get to our picks. That's what we do on our preview show, but I imagine those were bad, but those are as always brought to you by bet online. Yes, they are brought to you by bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first to line market odds and lines. You can find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even some golf. I think they may have that live uh, league on there as well. So mm, okay. uh, it could be something. Bet Online, it continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, and where the game started for the commanders was not pretty. Uh, actually, I think they got the Eagles off the field on their first drive, but the first half was an issue for both the offense and defense, kind of like it was in the uh, Detroit game. It just kept on piling on, and now two weeks in a row, the commanders have been outscored 46 to nothing in the first half. And that's kind of hard to do, and that's a big place to start and a reason why you've lost your last two games. Yeah, you definitely um, you don't want to have those stats going against your favor. Uh, for I didn't I did not know it was that you know yeah. catastrophic forty six. I think you said that's a lot of points uh, to have to make up. Uh, and I and I was thinking about this too. You know, a lot of times you see the, the messages on Twitter and and different posts to say, man, well, the offense got rolling later on in the game. Well, you got to understand that defense is is not playing as aggressively as they played right. before. And, and sure, yeah, there were sacks throughout the game, but the secondary isn't playing as aggressive. The, the defensive coordinator isn't going to call as many uh, plays that are could be susceptible to big, uh, big plays that could you know help you get back in the game. So, where it's good to see the offense produce late late in the game, uh, this isn't the league to give people head starts. Well, no, not at all. And and you're right. I think that the Eagles and, and even the Lions last week were more looking at the clock than they were looking at the commanders, right? They're just trying to get the rest of that time to tick off. And, you know, they're okay with letting the commanders score a couple of touchdowns, 
which they weren't able to do yesterday. But, you know, they're able they're OK with them scoring touchdowns because they're taking up time off the clock. So, yeah, whenever you get down in a hole like they have down by three scores, not even two scores, but three scores in the first half, you're putting yourself in a negative situation. It doesn't help that the Eagles were ferocious. I think they had four or five first quarter sacks nine for the game which i don't think you're ever going to win a game uh where your quarterback gets sacked nine times i i don't need to look at the record book but i can't imagine uh a team's record is very good when they allow nine sacks which is it sounds silly to say it sounds like a madden performance but the eagles came after you hard and heavy and uh there was nothing doing for the the dc commanders yesterday um what what now what went wrong what what is your biggest takeaway from this game because it's the second straight week that everything has kind of come out flat and flat might be kind of a compliment because i think it might have been even worse than that so where where are you standing right now what is your takeaway where do the commanders go now at one and two no just looking at the the tape that i was able to see i still gotta wait on that all 22 that helps tell the really full story where you can see what's going on in the secondary as well but just off of the tape i saw man the the performance of the o-line uh and 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 in combination uh, the quarterback's pocket presence those two things just weren't they weren't up to snuff uh and i'm not sure if it was you know uh Wentz trying to stay in the pocket to allow somebody to get open, but there were times where it was like you have there were there were distinct lanes to escape and create, you know, with your feet or a little bit more time. Uh, but when you just stand in there and then the pocket just gets collapsed on you, and that that gets to be a little upsetting to see. It's, it's tough to see your yeah, essentially the entire O line. Uh, take a take a L at some point throughout that game. I know it happens in this league, but it just nine sacks. That's, that's definitely something that you don't want to have happen on a common occurrence. And uh, it, it was limiting to the offense. You know, that was, those, that was the first part. The second thing was the offense. They never, that creativity is just, it's not there. And I, I wonder if, I wonder if we're adding Brian Robinson when he's healthy is going to add a different wrinkle or dynamic because when you can run the ball and if he's able to actually get the, if he's able to move the pile and create some power runs, then it gives some truth to the play action. They were running play action and hadn't had, but two big runs all day. So, you know, some of the things aren't really meshing up. There's, there's a, there's definitely some, some self scouting to do. Yeah. Responding to what you're saying is, is Carson Wentz. I think there were a couple that were absolutely his fault. And I think he was so spooked by the pass rush early that he ran himself into a couple of sacks. And it kind of goes back to what you said a couple of weeks ago that, um, you know, obviously we don't have Jalen Hurts at at quarterback. He helps out his offensive line. But Carson can move a little bit, and I felt like he was a little too stationary for a little too long for whatever reason. Maybe he was was trying to be disciplined in the pocket like you were saying, but sometimes it it calls for – um, some ad libbing and he just didn't do a good job with that and he didn't do his offensive line any favors I I, I think you got to flush this game as best you can and move on and and burn the tape I mean get better from it but don't yeah. ever watch it again yeah. and don't let yourself get beat up a, again by that um, but yeah they 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 need something to get going the, the the rushing game was non-existent to the to the point where your receivers that that's all you had. And they, they kind of shut those guys down. I mean, Terry didn't have a catch, I think until the third quarter, he ends up yeah. with over a hundred yards, but a lot of that was in garbage time. So yeah, you gotta be more 
two-dimensional. And right right now, the offense, at least in the first half, is not even one-dimensional. So they got to figure something out. Um, I, I really do think Brian Robinson will help. I think even in a in you know we saw in the preseason, even you know when he was hitting the backfield, he was able to get at least a yard or two, get some positive. And they got to get something going because teams are going to start to develop uh, some some game plans against them, and it's going to be really tough. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have a you don't you don't want people to just know what what your deal is. They walk in there like, oh yeah, just pressure them, and and then you'll be good. Yeah. Like you don't want you don't want that to be the the you don't want to have a rep, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want that. And then, and then the big thing on defense for me was they gave up too many big plays. And, you know, that sounds silly, like, but if you take away a couple of those big plays, the defense made a couple of stops early. I mean, they were hanging around a little bit. Uh, I think Ron Rivera should have challenged that deep ball, which would have helped. But I think the defense, it, they just got gashed again by a couple of big plays. And we talked about leading into the game. Jalen Hurts is a weapon in and of himself. He's got a three-headed monster when they need it at running back. He's got two to three receivers that are legit. The defense can't help offenses more than they already are. You know what I mean? Like Philly is going to make plays no matter what, but you can't help them out when you're allowing them to make circus catches and kind of get their momentum going. So you got to limit the big plays. You know, I hope that Cam Curl coming back, uh, hopefully Chase Young in a couple of weeks, as much as we're looking forward to Brian Robinson on the offensive side, I think it'll be huge when 99 is back out there, at least as a presence to to go out there and make a couple of big plays. But they got to limit those big plays because they're just kind of, you know, drowning after, uh, you know, a couple of drives when that happens. Yeah, I I got a little worried when I saw that William Jackson was going to be out um, because I knew that was like, okay, that takes away one, you know, one of your better, you know, secondary players. And uh, they brought in a young fellow, Wild Goose. Um, and, Great and I think still, yeah, great name. But his his first rep, it was a de, you know defensive pass interference. I think he had another one later on in the game. So, um, you would like to say that Jalen Hurts took took advantage of of the young corners, but he was they were equal opportunity um, pass catchers out there. It didn't matter who who was covered anybody that he was going mm-hmm. to them, and and they made plays. So, uh, I will say, secondary wise, you know. Definitely, you want, want want to see. I know Kendall. That's not that's not how Fuller is. That's not who he is. And then that's not you know what he put on tape. I don't think that's him at all. Um, but I I do like a few of the things I saw from St. Juice. I did like how he was able to to use his length and, and break some passes up. Um, I always, I mean, I haven't been you know talking to any DB coaches in a while. I just wonder why very few DBs look back anymore. They just kind of just play through the hands. I feel like if you look back you may give yourself an opportunity to intercept it, but that's a topic for a whole other day. Um, but I liked what St. Juice did. I did like he made some plays in the red zone and um, showed some showed some good uh, good uh, anticipation on one route against A.J. Brown where he almost had an interception, kind of got turned around. But yeah. I think he's going to be a good player, and, and you know him being thrown in those situations um, is going to be good for him. Yeah. And you can't make excuses. Everybody's dealing with injuries, but I think that the defense has yet to play with a full hand, a full deck. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, this week they finally get Cam Curl back. Like you said, William Jackson, the third is out. Um, you'll probably get William Jackson, the third back. And then, you know, somebody else will get banged up and then we're still waiting on chase young, but yeah, they, they got to figure something out. Put the, put a bandit on the bleeding. One guy that has, has been, um, receiving a lot of flack was Jamin Davis. 
two sacks is two sacks. I mean, I don't care if it's in garbage time or not, but one of them was early in the game at least. I, I'm forgetting the other one. Um, but he's rushed the passer a little bit more, and they brought him on some blitzes. And I think I, I saw that he is uh, now seventh in the league in sacks with three. So, I, I mean, that's a positive for a guy that has been, uh, you know, the receiver of a lot of criticism. Gotta gotta give some props to a guy that's doing something. And it seemed like he was kind of flowing around a little bit yesterday and making a couple of plays. Absolutely. I mean, you gotta find a way to make yourself useful. So, you know, congratulations to him. Good, 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 good performance. I, I saw there were a lot of times when he showed up um, and he had had his mind set on getting somewhere, he, he showed up fast. Uh, so I was impressed by that. Um, and, and, you know, there's still going to be work in progress when it comes to, um, you know, run fits and things of that nature. But I think I think he's he's definitely showing improvement from that first game. So Jamin Davis, good job. Yeah, absolutely. So not a whole lot of positive to build on. So we're not going to sit here and, and harp on the negatives. Uh, we've said it before. It's a week to week league. You're one and two, but you go beat Dallas. You're right back at 500 and they've got a backup quarterback uh, who's probably going to play against you. I guess we'll see if Dak makes some miraculous comeback, but they're on a short week. They're playing tonight on Monday night. So go into Jerry World, spoil their weekend Get back to 500, and then you've got some winnable games coming up. You got Tennessee, Chicago, um, you know, a couple of games that you could potentially win and get the ball rolling. So I'm not going to say sit here and be all doom and gloom like a lot of people on Twitter want to be, which is that's Twitter in a nutshell. But you, you've got the rest of the season out in front of you. So it's, you know, the season's not over by any means. And, you know, this time next week, we could be talking about a big division win sitting at two and two with everything in front of you. That is the absolute truth. But big division wins um, seem to be the trend uh, going on down there in South Beach. So That's I got to right. check in. I got to check in with you. We had earlier in the year, we, we both had our surprise teams, teams that are going to surprise most people. That's right. Um, and I had the Dolphins. You did. And you, and sir, you had. I had the uh, I had the Saints. Yeah, okay. the Saints. Yeah. They can still surprise, but. I can say the bell of the ball right now. Uh, yeah. It's got to well, be Mike McDaniel and, and and that Miami Dolphins team. Well, you called it from the beginning. Uh, I mean, you were familiar with Mike McDaniel. And, you know, I think the big question mark was Tua Tungavailoa. And, man, he's, he looked the part so far this year. He's he spread it around to his obvious guys in Waddle and Hill. But then he's gotten guys like River Craycraft involved and, uh, those running backs too. The Dolphins have been a lot of fun to watch, just as a football fan, and a huge win against the Buffalo Bills, who just looked like they weren't going to be stopped. And the Dolphins were able to do it yesterday. That was impressive. It, it really was. Um, and I can tell you, there's 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 something about. I, I love this story about Mike McDaniel. He he gives he gives the game a fresh look, and he's willing to. Try some things. And I mean, if you look at look at anything we do in life, if we do something over and over again, we generally do it that same way forever. Um, well, I know that for Mike, he's he will do some different nuances to run some of the same plays. If there ain't but 10 choices, kind of like in Remember the Titans, hey, it's like Nova yeah. came to go work eventually. He's just going to dress it up differently. Yeah. Um, and he's he does a great job of play design. He does a great job of getting people uh, in the right position that makes them most effective. I mean, 
Like everybody's like, Tua can't throw it deep to Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have to throw it that deep. I mean, right. literally, Mike McDaniel gave you a statistic that he's like, there's very few chances that a quarterback is going to actually throw it 60 yards in the air. Yeah. So, well, you know. And he's obviously from that Shanahan tree, so it's not going to surprise me later on this year if, you know, Chase Edmonds has a 150-yard game with two touchdowns. It just seems like Mike McDaniel is going to take – you know, he's going to dictate to the defense, but he's also not going to be afraid to say, okay, they're taking away Waddle and Hill. Let me just hand it off to my two-headed monster and Mostert and Edmonds. You know what I mean? So that's a lot of fun to watch to see the X's and O's come out and when 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 teams kind of like, you know, zig when you think they're going to zag. And it seems like the Dolphins have really done a good job with that. My pick so far, the Saints have looked largely pretty ugly. Could very well be 0-3 if my uh, hometown Falcons didn't blow it in week one. Uh, but Jameis Winston, the offense has not really gotten going, although Chris Olave's had a couple of big games. And um, it seems like Michael Thomas, he's banged up again, but it seems like he is ready to take off. But they've, they've kind of hit a couple of road bumps there and now are one and two. So my pick's not looking great. I don't I don't think that the NFC South is is the bucks like to run away with especially after they <laughs> lost yesterday so the saints could still be in it but three does weeks that, in it's it's odd does does that division deserve a playoff team it's been t- i mean you thought the bucks were pretty solid and it looked like they could have they could have maybe should have beat the packers to be three and oh but it seems like tom brady is is more distracted than usual i, I think that he's not letting on to whatever his issue is and and he doesn't um, have to no, no, he doesn't have to at all. But I, I certainly think that something is there to where it's not the usual, you know, well-oiled machine that we're, we're used to seeing from Tom Brady. But yeah, the Falcons yeah. and the Saints, they show a couple of glimpses. But yeah, that overall, that that division has been pretty disappointing. When I thought that, I really, I thought the Bucks and the Saints had a really good chance to be two of the top teams in the NFC. And right now, that's not looking too, too great. Three weeks in, yeah, it, it just seems like it's a, it's a division kind of a full of retread. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got quarterback turnover and guys that are trying to prove themselves again. They're trying to get that second opportunity. And they have these opportunities to, to show what they can do in this league, and you know, it, it, it can you know, potentially make somebody a starter for a few more years. I think, you know, Mariota's uh, getting that big win on the road against Seattle. Yeah. That, that's pretty big. So, you know, they have to consider, do we keep with him for a little while? He's starting to pick up a little bit of a flow. I mean, especially with how athletic quarterbacks are starting to really, you know, show up in the yeah. league. I mean, Marcus Mariota in ATL may be a thing for a little while. Yeah, and he's uh, you know, other than Cordero Patterson, he is one of their leading rushers. You know, he is he is part of their offense. Uh, so yeah, that was impressive to see the Falcons get it done. That is interesting though that you you mentioned that all four of their quarterbacks were on different teams. So they yeah. are, you know, you know, Tom Brady's a, a different animal, but Baker Mayfield. He was he was retired and then came yeah. back. So you got an old guy off the couch who yeah. ain't played ball in like what three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Jameis, Baker, and, and Mariota, three guys that are trying to make a name for themselves and prove that they still got something. So that's an interesting division. Right now, I mean, just off the top of my head, you got to think that only the division winner gets in from that division right now, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would agree. Yeah, I think that the wild cards, I think you're going to get a couple. I think you're going to get a wild card from the East. I think whoever doesn't finish top, whether – you know, I think the Eagles are above everybody right now, but I think yeah. one of the 
the members of the East gets one of the wild cards. You think you um, can get three from the East? I was on I was on somebody else's stuff, and they asked about three teams from the NFC East. You think that can go down? I don't. That may that's tough, I right? So. I don't I don't trust the Giants as much as they have a legit shot to be three and oh. I don't think they're a playoff team. You never know with Dak's health. I mean, can the Cowboys turn it around when he comes back? Maybe, but the commanders as of right now don't look like a playoff team. They could turn it around and I could be wrong, but right now it, it seems like it's gonna be Philly and maybe Dallas if if Dak can come back. That that would be me. Man. But then you then you think whoever wins in the north and you know, whether it's, I think it'll be the Packers or the Vikings. I think the other team gets a wild card there. And then uh, the Rams out West and maybe the Cardinals or 49ers. So I, I would be shocked if, if any team got multiple wild cards, I think yeah. as of right now, I know it's early though. Yeah, um, it, it is very early, but, but, but speaking of early, you know, we talked about some of our surprise teams. What is some other stuff that you've seen? Uh, maybe a surprise team that you didn't expect that has kind of uh, taken the league by storm so far this year. Oh man, it's hard Third not to ball. say. It's hard not to say your your Dolphins because that's been your pick all along. Yeah, you know, but no, you know, you know who I, I'm gonna give some props to. Um, it's not a team; it's a player, Lamar okay. Jackson. Yes, I'm giving Lamar Jackson. A round of applause, standing ovation. If I didn't have to get off the screen, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, you are doing a damn thing. You yep. deserve every bit of the money that you finna get because you, you you're representing yourself, and then you show up and you just show out all these games this season. What is it? Three games or back to back games? Three hundred yards passing and hundred yards rushing. Yeah. Um, He's throwing the ball to more than tight ends. He's hitting, you know, Bateman on a slant to the house. People, I mean, he's dropping dimes all over the place. This is the part of the game that people said that he couldn't do. This is the part of the game that they said, oh, he's not a quarterback. He's a running back. And for the first few years, I mean, he, he just he would mostly throw to tight ends and occasionally take something yeah. deep. But this year is different. And yeah. and and Lamar Jackson, congratulations, and you deserve everything that you that you're gonna get whenever this contract is signed. Yeah, absolutely. Close personal friend of mine, meaning I, I rode on a plane with him one time. So I just uh, <laughs> I say, you know, Lamar Jackson, and you didn't get him on the show. Like, no, wow. I would love to have him on the show. But he's he's an awesome guy. I just root for that guy because he's fun to watch. I always remember, I think he had like a perfect passer rating one game his rookie season. And they showed John Harbaugh giving him the, you know, the little post game speech saying, you know, obviously the game ball is going to the guy with the perfect passer rating. And he did, he did something. He was like, not bad for a running back. Like he did like, <laughs> like saying that that's what people said about him. And he is a full blown quarterback. It is amazing to watch. I love watching that guy. You know, I went up against him in fantasy, so I hated that, but man, that guy is fun to watch. Um, a team I'm going to give some credit to, and you know, with their off season, I wasn't sure how this would shake out, but the Cleveland Browns, they're kind of a punchy in the mouth kind of team. Uh, they went, uh, they played on Thursday night, so it's been you know three, four, five days now. But they dominated that game against the Steelers, who don't normally get dominated. But Nick Chubb is a beast. They've got a you know yeah. one-two punch with Kareem Hunt and Jacoby Brissett for being a journeyman kind of retread quarterback. All that look, dude does is just win games. Look, I try. I mean, and uh, people gonna look it up and be like, well, look at his his career win loss. Jacoby Brissett is a solid quarterback. Yeah. Right, he's he's a solid quarterback, and I mean Cleveland has pieces. Mm -hmm. They have pieces. 
And everybody's like, well, when Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson comes back, you got to think that that's going to be some star power that's going to be able to take this team up. I mean, you got one of the best passers, if not the best best pass rusher in the game, Miles Garrett on the opposite side. You got some talented corners, young guys yeah. that can run. Defense is set up to be dangerous. And then yeah. on offense, now you get uh, Amari Cooper, who's just going to be Mr. Reliable. Um, and they start to bring the best out of David Njoku. Uh, shoot, already got Chubb and Hunt. Like, yeah. you could win with those two, right? And now you have a, a reliable receiver to throw it to when you go play action. You yeah. have a quarterback that's going to be consistent and be steady. Like, all of these things align to having a pretty solid season. They don't win this division, uh, but they could definitely be in the hunt for the playoffs this year, I think. I think so too. And if they're not to the, you know, if it wasn't for that mismanagement against the Jets, they could be three and O and be a scary three and O team. Cause right now in that division, they, they already beat Pittsburgh. I think that they're better than Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got issues all, all over the place. I know they got a win yesterday, but they haven't looked great. It could be the Browns and the Ravens, which is kind of uh, interesting to think about when, when, when you, you look at that division, typically it's Pittsburgh and, and the Ravens or last yeah. year it was, it was the Ravens and the, the Bengals, but the Browns are making a name for themselves. So kudos to them. Yes, indeed. Um, okay. So some good news there. We don't want to harp on, on the negative and any other, there was, you know, I love football. I sit in front of the couch all day long. My wife would probably, uh, probably hates that about Sundays, but I love just watching all the games I can. So a lot of fun stuff to watch. Um, go ahead. The pro bowl yes, is no right. more is yeah. gone. It is gone. What do you do? Like, what are your, what are your just, just flash thoughts. Pro bowl is gone. It's going to be a flag football game and a weekend of skills events. What are your thoughts go? Um, well, I, I have to be honest. I don't know the last time I sat and watched the pro bowl to me, it's just not been very interesting. The, the half, I almost said a bad word, the half, butt uh, effort by everybody. It just was not fun for me. I'd rather the, the fun parts were when they added like dodgeball and some of the receiver skills and that kind of thing. So initial thoughts, it was weird to hear that the pro bowl is gone, but after the initial like shock of that, I'm like, okay. All right, that's not, this sounds fun. Let's see some fun things go on. And then it, I think, you know, it'd be kind of fun to see these guys in a flag football game and kind of show off some of their skills without getting hit. Well, Brian, I 100% can tell you this much. This is an amazing move by the NFL. This is probably the best thing that they could have done to help yeah lift the exposure of the game and, and yeah. people wonder like what about that but you gotta think there's a, a long time where you know when you think about the concussions and people didn't want their kids to play football a lot of more a lot of kids are now playing flag football um but then the pro bowl nobody was watching it you mentioned that you didn't watch it i didn't watch it much either because you knew there really wasn't much to watch um it's just seeing your favorite players but what i like to compare this to is how the nba and i and i always give adam silver some some love and how they just do their whole all-star weekend yeah. they have a celebrity basketball game they got the skills day they got the hoop you know the dunk and then the game is another day the nfl has the opportunity to own an entire weekend in a city um, and then have events all across the city uh, for much more exposure. I mean, yeah. with with the um, 
them bringing in, you know, flag football teams and USA national teams that, that have had a lot of success. Um, now you get to bring that into this environment. So look for this to be huge. I think this is absolutely amazing. It's the right thing to do. Um, now you don't have to worry about anybody getting injured in a random, you know, uh, f- uh, football game uh, situation like in the Pro Bowl. And you don't have to worry about seeing the tweets and the memes every single yeah. year. That's right. the part that I got tired of. It's like, yes, we know that they're not playing hard. Like, yeah. Do you do you want your half a court? Do you want your quarter a half a billion dollar quarterback Patrick right. Mahomes to actually go out there and get hit? No, you don't. Right? Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I think it'll be a great way to showcase some of the guys that you don't know because there are some absolute studs in this league. And I think it, it's going to sound silly, but but stay with me. I think that the NFL their stars are a little less. Not all their stars, but some of their stars are a little less noticeable because of the helmets. So if you give a week long thing where you got these guys mic'd up, you know, throwing the 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 ball around, you know, you got linemen maybe doing like a forty yard dash, whatever they come up with, because I think they're going to come up with some creative stuff. But get their helmets off, interview some of these guys, which you don't get the chance to do a whole lot. I mean, I, I hope everybody's mic'd up and everybody's being interviewed in the middle of all the events. They've got a real chance to showcase some of the names that that you don't know that well i mean we know a lot of names in the nfl but you don't necessarily recognize guys you know outside of the game and so take their helmets off get the chance to sit down with them do some fun stuff and show off their personality a lot like basketball does i think that's a win and that's a check mark for the nfl yep you are hitting it on the head the i i I harp on this on like when high school kids go do their visits nowadays they get these photo shoots with these teams uh but most of the time they wear the helmets and all the helmets have visors right (laughs) and they post all these pictures and they got 35 you know wristbands on they got a visor and they can you can't tell who it is right it's chrome I'm, it's got I'm the like, logo yeah, i'm like guys post the one with your helmet off so they can see your yeah. face so they can market so you can be marketable you can be associated with this jersey because if you show up you're gonna wear that number people are gonna want right. to buy that uh, but you talked about who's involved they got a pretty big name involved in in this uh uh the new the new skills competition programming Peyton Manning and Omaha productions will help shape the skills competition programming throughout the pro bowl week in Las Vegas. He's also going to be a key part of the coaching staff uh, for the AFC and the NFC flag football game. Look, I'm just thinking big picture here, big picture here. You could easily have a flag football game uh, where kids get to play against the pros yeah you know what i mean because it's when i played in the arena football league i remember the best part of that game was the proximity of the fans and i know kyler murray got slapped in the face so keep your hands to yourself yeah absolutely but the like i could line up and then i would be right next to the fans they would be just across the wall and in good situations, you get to interact with them, right? In bad situations, you get to interact with them. But right. the proximity is what people are looking for. Fans would gladly pay all the money to go to the Pro Bowl if they get to be within 10 feet of their favorite yeah. player. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Think about just what people would be willing to do and how you could build in being able to participate in these things. And, and oh, you know, 
and you know the video clips that are going to come with it when an offensive lineman finally gets to take a snap and he gets to run a quarterback sneak that he's never gotten to do in 15 years in the league. I mean, I can't I can't wait to see one of those hosses like Trent Williams run a sweep or something because, you know, they don't have to worry about getting hurt and getting knocked down, like you said, in freak injury. So, yeah, I'm excited for the exposure and all the stuff that can come with it. And Peyton Manning, that that is so clutch. What him and Eli have done on Monday nights and some of their extra stuff that they've done on like ESPN Plus, two great minds there. And that's they're just gonna come up with all kinds of stuff that we didn't even think of. It's just it's it's a no brainer, and it's it kind of makes you wonder why it took this long to to get it get it right. But I'm really excited. It's now it's something that I want to see and I want to you know turn on. Uh, during you know that time when it gets pretty slow football wise, yeah, I think that's going to rejuvenate that that uh, that normal dead period. It honestly was like a right. dead weekend. It was like the Pro Bowl. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna go do something <laughs> yeah. else. If yeah. you, you know, it, it, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be awesome. Um, get your get your tickets now because it's gonna be in Vegas. Um, so get your that's tickets awesome. now. Get well, your tickets now. Last thing. Oh, we going to freaking well, uh, Monday? Well, I was gonna say one more thing, and I think it adds a little more notoriety to being named a Pro Bowler, right? There's not guys yeah. opting in and out. You don't have to opt out because there's nothing to opt into or out of. So if if you're named a Pro Bowler, it actually means something. It's not like oh this is because seven guys dropped out ahead of me. I'm a pro bowler, but so I think that that's kind of cool that it, it kind of makes it mean more too, which is nice. Absolutely. But yes, freaking Monday. Freaking Freak. Monday. You want to go uh, first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'm I'll gonna, go second. Okay. I'm going to, I, I was negative after the loss on freaking Monday. I'm going to try to be a little more positive because I think we mentioned it at the very beginning. I think that some some positive things are going to happen with the commanders. I'm not ready to give up on this season. I think this time next week, next Monday, Brian Robinson will potentially be eligible to come back. Uh, he'll be able to – I think he was already out there running drills yesterday before the game, so that's a positive. That means that Chase Young is that much closer to coming back. So they're, they're, they're getting some reinforcements back, so I'm going to try to stay positive. And, you know, like we said, you got a division game ahead of you a winnable game against Dallas. You got the chance to get right back at 500. It's not like this is a winless team. So it's freaking Monday. It's a bummer. But we're now, like uh, AAA said at the beginning, we're 24 hours removed. It's time to move on. It's Dallas week. Take down the Cowboys, and uh, you're right back in it uh, this time next Monday. So freaking Monday. Uh, it's a bummer this week, but it's going to get better. Freaking Monday for me, it's Dallas week, period. Right. You... I learned what Dallas week meant in Washington, D.C. I learned what it meant the first time it came down. It's a whole entire week. It might be honk if you hate Dallas today, right? Uh, it's Dallas week. Right all the wrongs of the past with a good performance against the team with the star on their head. Yep. You, you get them down there in Jerry's world. Um, you're on the road. You don't have to worry about any distractions. Just show up, go play football. You know, it's it's a good matchup. It's a good matchup, right? So yeah. it's freaking Monday. Once again, dust yourself off, watch the tape. Let's get back in this thing, go get a dub against Dallas, and then you're right back on track. You're two and two, and then you got some players coming back to join your team soon. Yeah, two and two, one and one in the division. Everything's looking up a little bit. So, I, I yeah, I'm with you. You know, this is not the end. They're not winless. They've got a win under their belt. Let's go add another one this week. Uh, learn from your mistakes and, and move on. And uh, I'm I'm not I'm not talking to my mom this week. She's a Cowboys fan, so sorry, mom. I'm not answering your calls this week. Ooh, so, wee. Hopefully, week. hopefully she she's gonna withhold some like 
cookies or something. She's like, I'm not cooking for you this week, then. Yeah, exactly. I hope not. But uh, I was just kidding, <laughs> my mom. I was kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it's Dallas week. Uh, we'll get after it again later on this week. We'll break down the Cowboys. Uh, we got to wait because they play tonight. So let's see what they do tonight against the Giants. Another NFC East matchup. We're biased, but I think the NFC East is always the most fun to watch. These teams really don't like each other. It's not like a haha funny thing. Like they want to beat each other. The fans want to go at it. So we'll see that on Monday night. We'll talk about what the Cowboys have. Uh, what they're rolling with, and we'll break all that down later on this week. But we thank you for checking out Believe in Commanders. We are appreciate we appreciate you guys. We appreciate Bet Online. We'll put the code back up there. Um, don't forget to check those guys out and get your bets in. Uh, we'll talk about our bets, which I know are not great, but for me at least. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back at it uh, later on this week. Triple A. Any closing thoughts? It's Dallas week. That's right. See y'all later in the week. Period. Talk to y'all soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.